Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Priest and a Rabbi podcast. This is Father Christian from St. Mary's Episcopal Church in Stewart, Florida. Next to me is the ever handsome and dashing Rabbi Matthew Durbin from Temple Beth Chayam. How are you, sir? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You look well. My wife saw you at Target Day. Uh, yeah, no, it's great. Um, uh, I'm feeling good. It's a, it's a good Friday. It is. Uh, it's a good Friday? It, it's a, a good Friday. Oh, okay. We are in the last vestiges before we hit Rosh Hashanah coming up in 10 days. So yeah, feeling a little bit of pressure, a little bit of stress, but um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. It was, it was a huge pleasure as I was pushing three of my kids the other day in Target um, and, and saw this woman and thought to myself, I mean, that possibly can't Gorgeous. be Christian's wife. And then when she turned the corner and said, Rabbi, um, and of course saw your son, it was, uh, it was great. Uh, it really actually brightened my day. It was great to see her and certainly uh, your son. Well, we can't wait for your daughters to start babysitting our son. And we're looking forward to that. Um, because now my son goes to Rabbi's uh, temple school. And so Rabbi has a bet out with his congregation that if he can convert his son, um, he gets uh, $50,000 from um, his denomination. Um, all right. In reality, uh, we have an incredible guest today, uh, Tracy Rhodes, who is an author. Uh, she also has a, a blog and she has quite the following a community that she's built on Twitter and other social media platforms. She'll be talking today about what, how, how does she, how has she been able to create a very uh, uh, compassionate, healthy and loving community? to talk about hot topics in religion. Usually that is a, a landmine that can quickly get weird and uh, cantankerous. It doesn't, it doesn't with uh, Miss Tracy Rhodes. Uh, I believe she just flew in. Uh, there she is, Tracy, hey, welcome to the podcast. Hey guys, it's nice to see you today. We are super excited. So everyone, uh, if you haven't already, share this podcast with someone you know who want to learn more about how do I create a healthy community, whether it's at home, in your workplace, um, in your church, in your synagogue, in your mosque. We have Tracy Rhodes here as we talk about how she approaches it, especially using her spiritual disciplines. Uh, and subscribe to this podcast as well. And leave a comment, even if you don't like us, because it helps our algorithm. And as Cardi B says, even my haters help me. All right, everyone. So buckle your seatbelt. Let's get ready to roll for another episode of A Priest and a Rabbi with Tracy Rhodes. from on this show do not represent WSTU, since they probably regretted over allowing the show on the air in the first place. Nor do they represent Temple Bay Hayam or St. Mary's Episcopal Church, since they also wonder what the heck they did when they called these two men to lead their respective congregations. On that note, sit back, relax, grab your Bible or Torah, and enjoy another episode of A Priest and a Rabbi. Good morning, everybody here in Stewart, Florida, and beyond, maybe even beyond, because the radio station we're on just bought three more stations, so we're going big time. It is a priest and a rabbi 
My name is Father Christian from St. Mary's Episcopal Church here in Stewart, Florida. Next to me is the most handsome rabbi this side of the Jordan River. His name is Rabbi Matthew Durbin. He has a beautiful head of hair. He is ready to go out and save this community with his fight for justice and love. Rabbi Durbin, welcome back to the show as my compadre. Good morning. It's, uh, yeah, he's a man of few words until you put a quarter in him. And today we tend to put a whole roll of quarters because we have an incredible guest with us today. You know, Rabbi Durbin, we, we always try to talk about on this show, how do you build a rich community through different ways? And how do you take on some of the hot topics without setting off landmines? And, and we, we have a, a guest with us who she has created a, a community of 26,000 followers and counting on Twitter. And when you get to, even with five followers on Twitter, it will become, it can become pretty, I hate to use this word because it's such a millennial word, but toxic real quick, all right, real quick. And uh, it can get weird. Let's just say that it can get weird. Tracy Rhodes, who is an author and a teacher of the Bible, has been able to create a community on social media and beyond where people actually practice compassion and respect when talking about religion. Come on. I, I, I think we're in a fantasy land right now. So everyone right now, I just want you to, you know, if you're listening, if you're tuning into the podcast, because, you know, after the show or something, uh, this is one you really want to mark and highlight and share with friends uh, because uh, Tracy Rhodes, follower now, uh, we're going we're gonna to learn how do you create a compassionate community of dialogue and of love that really, so we can be people of faith and encourage others to act upon their faith and how they treat one another in a public forum, not just on Twitter, not just on Facebook, but in any public forum. Uh, Matthew Durbin, you and I, you know, you and I are pretty passionate guys. Sometimes you and I can we have no problem slinging mud at each other because, you know, we love each other and we're good friends. But, you know, when others hear it, sometimes they're like, gosh, man, you guys are kind of kind of rough, you know. And so I think this is going to be a good one for us to listen to, at least for me. And, you know, it, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, a, a great topic that we have and a great guest that we have today. Um, and, and Father Anderson, I give you I give you, as, as, we, as we say in Hebrew, all the kavod, all the honor Um for you, just bring on guests that um, are just so impactful. And I know with our pre-production you know, conversation we had uh, yesterday, you know, just it, it's it's incredible to have somebody on the show who has such a strong following that is able to give a voice to those that are voiceless. Um, you know, those that may be struggling, those that may have questions that, um, you know, maybe they're network base is not as grand as it could be and giving Tracy the opportunity and the outlet to be able to ask some of these questions that you know in the past we would uh, negate or or just sweep under the carpet but being able to give um authority and certainly give uh, uh credence to um to the voiceless it's um it's great it is. And so we are going to uh, bring her on. We had to hold five bake sales in order to afford the ticket to fly her in. She lives on a beautiful farm with plenty of herbs and plants. And I believe they have some pigs, maybe some chickens. She reminds me of that uh, guest we had a while ago, uh, Jerusalem Greer who also lives on a farm in the middle of Arkansas. Uh, and then we open up Tracy's book, Mobile, there's there's Jerusalem Greer in the forward. So that's so so I see this connection already. Um, so she has just arrived. It is Tracy Rhodes. Welcome to a priest and a rabbi, my friend. 
Thank you. Thanks for having me. Sunny Florida. <laughs> and if you are <laughs> tuning in on our Facebook feed right now, uh, it, we do live stream all of these on video. Uh, Tracy, you will see, be, has a backyard that could melt any kind of darkness you have on your heart when you wake <laughs> up in the morning. You just walk outside and say, oh gosh, our God is good. And he's so loving and giving because he created all this beautiful landscape. How in the world did you end up at such a beautiful, it looks like a farm. Um, it, like, was it, was, how did that happen? Well, I grew up in a similar landscape in rural Missouri. So it kind of kind of runs through my blood, if you will. Spent some time in college and in my single years living in cities. They were okay. They had their pros and cons. Um, but when it came time to raise our daughter, and my husband's from Michigan, we decided to look for countryside in Michigan. So we're kind of giving her um, a very similar childhood experience to mine in a different state. And now that you're a Michiganite, do you do the whole hand thing? Can you do the hand thing sure. for us? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So where are you on the hand? Uh, I never know with the camera on the actual, this is facing me. Yeah. I am here. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, well, I'm an <laughs> Illinoisan. So, so props to you. I saw that. <laughs> That's right. And so I, yeah. and I was, and I think as a Midwesterner, I did see you, you mentioned on your, on your beautiful blog site, uh, that you like, uh, uh, uh college sports. So are, are, are you following U of M since you're out in Michigan or, 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 or no way? I, um, in, a, in another life, I worked for the Missouri Valley Conference. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I do. I'm not a big fan of U of M. Not a big fan of the big guys. I like Good those uh, underdogs healthy. in the Missouri Valley. Yeah. That is, uh, that's, that's awesome. Okay. Well, if, if you're just tuning in right now, we do have Tracy Rhodes here. Um, her website is tracesoffaith.com. Get it, Tracy, Tracy, tracesoffaith.com. Um, and she has a, a book, Not All Who Wander Are Lost. Not All Who Wander Who Lost. But she's also on Twitter and all the social media platforms. And that's what we want to talk a little bit about today is your ability to create these very healthy uh, uh, communities where people actually do practice respect and love and live into their faith. They actually act like people of faith, of a loving God. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so, so tell me, um, you, you, have you always thought of yourself as a, a, a writer and a blogger? And did you ever think you'd be here talking about how you have like a 26,000 following on Twitter? <laughs> you know, I started writing online in 2014. Had I say I started writing in second grade, like I, hats off to my second grade teacher. I've always loved writing. Started writing online in 2014. No idea where it was going to go. Told my friend very early on, how do people write books? How do you find enough words to write a book on any topic, right? had my first book come out last year and probably two or three years in, you know, you're wondering what you're doing, where it's going to go. Um, try this. It doesn't work. You try this. It works great. And I, I felt for a very long season, maybe six, eight months that God was just whispering to my spirit, trust the process. You know, I, I'm in it. Uh, it's it's going to go where it's going to go. You're honoring me. You're pleasing me. And we we've just been on this ride together. It's it's been good. It, it blesses me just as much, if not more, than 
than the readers and the followers. Yeah, and and you, we were on the phone yesterday with with Rabbi Durbin, and we were doing our pre production mm -hmm. call. You mentioned that you were the best student. You are a teacher's favorite student because mm -hmm. not not you weren't giving yourself accolades, but because you were so curious and you want to mm -hmm. know. Like you just will do the studying, you will learn, you will grow, and it it. Uh, I think what makes you such a success online is because you are truly and genuinely interested in others. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm just some schmo that on, on, on Twitter. And when I, <laughs> I, I started following you, you like, you followed me back, which, you know, you, you, you didn't have to do because my following is like a, a penny compared to your treasure chest. But then every time I would actually respond to one of your questions, you would actually respond back. And, and, and I looked at you responding to everyone and it's always so encouraging and loving and a good spirit. Um, and so I'm assuming that holy curiosity is, is, is a genuine thing that really feeds a lot of the work that you do uh, as uh, online and spe specifically on Twitter. Absolutely. Yeah. I, there was a gal who recently joined our church and she was meeting with the pastor to kind of learn, you know, about the church and what was going on in our community. And just in their conversation, she asked him two or three different questions. And he goes, you have to meet Tracy. You'll really like her. <laughs> so yeah, just this natural why behind everything and a true, you know, you learn that so much of what we think what has formed us comes from where we come from, right? Chicago influenced you, right? Yeah, um, right? For the rest of your life. And so a lot of times when I engage in these conversations or ask these questions, I'm truly curious about what's behind it too. You know, if you get to the point where you can kind of know that was probably a Catholic that gave that response, you know, that that's their lens, if you will, another very trendy term. That's the part that intrigues me, you know, why you, why you believe what you do. And then yes, giving a respectful, healthy space for you to explain to us what it is you do believe. So can you explain for those who maybe are not on social media or, or those who are, what is really the, the, the mission or the objective or the voice of your Twitter handle? What, 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 are, you, what are you doing? You talked yesterday about being hyper-focused. So when people go and follow you, what will they be following? What will they be joining? My number one priority where, where I see my greatest passion is in helping churches get along. If we are brothers and sisters in Christ, I like my actual brothers. I like my biological brothers. We enjoy one another when we get together. We have great discussions. We do life together well. And I want brothers and sisters in Christ to do that as well. Now, it has expanded out some. Um, I have a major natural curiosity for Judaism, simply because as I read my Old Testament, it's given to us, right? It's gifted to us from, from Judaism. And so it makes so much sense that in order to understand what I'm reading, I need to know their, their background and their culture as well. And, and I just want to remark how beautiful it is that we're hearing the birds in the background of your farm. 
You, you really are in this Michigan paradise. Um, yeah. So is this, is this the first radio show or podcast you've been on? Cause I know you've been on many uh, with, uh, with, with a rabbi. Oh, absolutely. My first radio show and my, Oh no, 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 wait. Yes. Yes. I was on a show, a, a podcast, two Christians and a Jew, if I remember the name of it correctly. And um, they, the Jewish man was from Israel. And so it's so cool. They do it um, on Zoom as well, but you don't actually see that. You just hear the podcast later. But when you see the first time um, I did an interview with them, it was uh, Sukkot. I'm sure I'm not. Sukkot, thank you. And so we saw him in his booth and um, experienced, you know, the actual uh, surroundings around him. So that was very cool. Sukkot. Yeah, this uh, working with uh, Rabbi Durbin has just been been Mm -hmm. a gift beyond all gifts. And one of them is things like Sukkot. He invited um, our family over to his place um, with his uh, with his congregation and got to see it and then learn all about Sukkot and its relationship. And that's Sukkot. That's what Jesus practiced. And we know how to inform Christianity. So um, so you're you're doing something like that, but on a much bigger platform. So tell us now, now that you have this platform that you're encouraging this, uh, let's get into this part. It's there's a tendency in any public forum, um, always, but particularly probably in the last four to 10 years, it's gotten pretty heated over the last four to five years of, of just immediately go for, uh, the divisiveness and the tribalism that, um, that the, our tendency seems to be is not to understand and hear, but it's more or less to differentiate and maybe break down the other. Uh, and, and because we've kind of just been naturally thought like we go into camps. Um, and I, I think human beings, uh, if we just act like our, the survivalists that were born uh, as mammals is to just tribe up. And as hopefully as people of faith, we learn to break that down and just become, you know, the one tribe. But uh, how do you, let's start with you. How do you prep your soul and your heart? Because I, I think naturally you have the gift, but still you're human. So how do you, um, Make sure that your heart and soul is right so you can be the leader because it all it's a top down thing. So if, if you're the major influencer on Twitter and you start throwing a little snark in there, a little sarcasm, um, a little shot at something that probably will influence everyone to say, oh, that's the game we're playing. So how do you limit uh, watch your own heart and stuff uh, so, so you can make sure you're that you're that good leader? Twitter has actually helped me <laughs> with this to a certain degree. It's kind of a uh, you help me, I'll help you. Um, I have probably in the last three or four years discovered prayer books and I I have a book of common prayer. I use it very poorly, but I have it. (laughs) I have a Coptic Orthodox, um, Agpia and, um, just recently grabbed a copy of the Valley of Vision and those start my day like. It might be a 30 second read. It might be a two minute read. I've done nothing else until I start that. From there, I do a daily Bible reading and you you see the scenery around me. It's not by accident. Um, I, I know that my soul is fed here so that then I can, you know, the, the stillness, the silence that I experience at my home is huge in my life. It's, it creates a place where I can 
commune, have conversation with God all day. I mean, we just walk around talking. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and so starting out my day in those ways, I, I mentioned to you yesterday, I do want to give a plug for it. I don't get to do that every day. Like nobody gets to wake up and spend 45 minutes every morning just sitting, right? So the days that I am on the go and um, kind of have to rush out, I also have an app on my phone, Pray As You Go. It's P-A-Y-G. Love it. Um, they always start with some kind of music. It can range anywhere from organs in a cathedral to a guy playing acoustic guitar. And then... You read a passage of scripture. The lady's accent is way cool. And then there's a process of um, what Catholicism defines as Lectio Divina, where you explore what that passage said. You maybe do some application. You put yourself in the sandals that those people were in. There's a prayer and some closing music. You're on your way. I think they're usually eight eight to 12 minutes there, um, but perfect length of time in the car if you do need to be on the go and and tracy you know for you uh you're know, growing up were you always um um observant in your practice were you did you grow up with a strong belief system a strong faith uh network i mean was that something that had always been impressed upon you at a very young age or was it something that you developed you know uh in, you know in our teen years or later years I was a baby in the church, um, grew up Southern Baptist, and my faith has some similarities to the faith of my childhood. It's just a lot, um, a lot wider <laughs> It is probably the best word. Um, it certainly deepened as the years have gone by, and the exploring that I do now, it, such abundance, such joy, yeah. Yeah, it's gotten better. Have you ever had, um, you know, just 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 you know, perusing through uh, Twitter and seeing some of the comments and seeing some of the questions that you raise? I mean, have there ever been uh, moments in your life mm-hmm. where you've had perhaps a crisis of faith, a a rejection in some way of saying, you know what? What may be going on right now, I, I, I'm really struggling with, and maybe that connection to God may be waned or strained in some way, or even say, am, are my prayers even being, being heard? Um, have you ever had that, that um, conflict uh, internally with perhaps accessing God or accessing the divine and, you know, some challenges that, you know, we've gone through? I've been frustrated with the church. I have been hurt um, by the people of God in different scenarios. But as you ask, gosh, maybe if I really did a deep soul search, I I have never felt abandoned by God. Mm. He, he has always been with, it's always been a tender relationship. Um, I, I feel like he has, managed to keep me close to him thankful i'm thankful for that and do you think tracy that a big key to that is going back to your previous statement that you you don't start your day until you get either whatever it's 30 seconds or 
half hour or an hour with God, um, that relationship uh, is that a big piece of that? So you never feel abandoned. Um, is, is that a big piece of what's kept you in, in a healthy relationship with God, even though there have been times where the church has really dropped the ball and hurt you and given you every reason to just kind of walk away? For sure. I, I'm i trying to think. I, I was, um, can you be a Christian nerd? I don't know if that's a term. Sure. I probably started reading devotionals nine or 10 years old. Um, I, I was memorizing scripture starting at eight or nine, probably. Um, and, and I, I want to preface that by saying it, it's changed a lot. <laughs> you know, if your faith isn't growing, then um, I'm not sure you're doing it right. But those mm. things were there early on. And another piece that I think has been really instrumental, and I do go into it in the book, my um, father did not attend church with us. I don't know what his belief system looked like. He just was not a religious man. And my mother was actually baptized when she was pregnant with me. And so I, she grew up in the church, but baptized when she was pregnant with me. And I grew up watching her grow. Uh, she, she fell so hard and fast in love with the Lord. And I saw that. And I will always think that's a huge factor in my life. I didn't just see this traditional family who'd been Christians for eight generations and here we go again, right? Which is beautiful. I love it when I come across those stories. It's not my story. Um, my my story is a little different. And I credit my mom, uh, who I think might be watching on Facebook. So she'll be so proud of me. Um, I credit my mom for a lot of the the depth of faith that I found early on. Oh, thank you, mom. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I totally relate to that as well uh, with, with mm. my mother, uh, my parents. And uh, Rabbi Durbin, do you tribute your growth in faith uh, to, to mommy and daddy? Uh, just watch episode 139 when I brought my mom in to talk about my greatest influence uh, being my mom. And sort of mm. Absolutely. Which has cool. been one of the most popular episodes in the last, um, in the last, I think in the last year. So everyone, please go download that episode. All right. We're going to take a quick break to, to learn how we pay for flying in people like Tracy Rhodes and um, Rabbi Durbin's mom to the show. So we're here from our sponsors. But in the meantime, when we come back, even someone as uh, spiritually grounded as Tracy, um, who has, she's an author, she writes about uh, faith and bringing, uh, looking at the big, large community of all children of God, um, who just seems to just, as they say in Ecuador, smell of Jesus. That's a good thing. Uh, even she has moments, though, where I'm sure she does get tempted and there is a tension. And how does she navigate around the pitfalls out there in, uh, in a public forum of when things could really, you can go left where it can get really uh, get unhealthy, or you can just choose to go right and keep it healthy and keep a healthy dialogue. It's a skill that we all need to learn right now, specifically in America, uh, whether it's at home, in our workplace, at the grocery store, how do we be able to develop this faith, this uh, spidey sense of developing healthy conversations and loving and respecting one another, encouraging empathy and compassion and listening, listening to the other with true, holy curiosity. 
Tracy's got that in spades and she's sharing that today. So when we come back, we do have author Tracy Rhodes with us um, and she will continue her talk on developing a healthy community of dialogue and listening um, and compassion right here on A Priest and a Rabbi. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, it's Evan Nine, producer of A Priest and a Rabbi. Thank you for tuning in and being part of this community. We love developing new partnerships with this podcast to help further the interfaith movement. To join us, please email Father Christian at yourfavoritechristian at gmail.com. You can have an advertisement right here on this podcast, which is currently heard across the USA and in 34 other countries. Thanks for being here, and do not forget to subscribe on whichever podcast platform you're listening from. Now back to A Priest and a Rabbi. Welcome back to the award-winning Priest and a Rabbi radio show with Father Christian and Rabbi Durbin. Let's get ready for the second half of the show. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back. It is loud in here. Our producer, help us out. It's loud and cantankerous. Um, all right, everybody, if you did not tune in to the first half of the show, uh, it is, uh, we have Tracy Rhodes on here um, from her blog spot, Traces of Faith. Uh, she also has a book called uh, Not All Who Wander Are Lost, where she just take on those from looking at all these various denominations and hearing from her friends who come from various backgrounds and how are we um, all um, just exploring these differences, but also the oneness that we have. Um, she also, though, every day she's writing because she is on Twitter. She's on all platforms. But Tracy Rhodes is on also Twitter, where I've gotten to know her work and seen her do things that many folks out in the Twitter sphere um, struggle to do, which is to create and encourage and inspire a healthy, giving, uh, loving, and compassionate community. So imagine going on social media, knowing that you can go to a place where there's over 26,000 people who are part of this community. And because of the atmosphere that's created, it becomes contagious to say, oh, we're people of faith. And yes, we lead with love. We don't lead with cynicism. We don't lead with bitterness. We don't lead with our insecurities and our anxieties. Um, because that's, that's, that's where the devil wants us to go. So we just start taking shots at each other. Uh, that's easy. That's easy. <laughs> love is harder. Um, and so, uh, so Tracy, we're, we're learning, we're picking her brain to know how do we bring that to our own lives? How do we do that in our own families around the Thanksgiving table? Um, so Tracy, um, when, when you, uh, let, let's get into this. Have you ever been on Twitter and there a comment came in and you know, it's loaded or it's gotten a little weird and you've been tempted to like, Oh God, I would just love to take a little shot there. Even if it's just slight snarkiness, it's kind of just having fun or whatever. Um, does that come up for you uh, as well? Um, like it does for me all the time. I am human. Yes. 
(laughs) Absolutely. It does. Yeah. Um, the Holy spirit and I talk a lot about what, what's helpful, right? What's encouraging, what will move a conversation forward and what could shut it right down. And so when you see these comments coming or this urge, what do you do? Is, is it just like, uh, oh, I, I, you have this, this Holy Spirit sense that happens. We're like, oh, I know where I want to go, the human side of me, and I want to trust the spiritual side of me. So let me just do that. Or like, what's your process? Because we all want to do this when we're just in a conversation in the grocery store and someone comes in and starts shouting political stuff and you kind of want to jump in there and get in the ring. So teach us, teach us, teacher. Yeah. Well, I, if I can remember them, I'm going to give you three things. <laughs> you know awesome. how it gets. <laughs> yes, yes. First of all, I internally ask myself, is this going to be a healthy conversation? Because you know, if I give an example, if I say to you, what do you mean by that? You want to tell me, oh, here's what, here's what I mean. And thank you for asking so nicely. But if I say, what do you mean by that? Done. <laughs> and it's even without verbal talking, the same thing happens on social media. People know your posture. I think about my posture a lot. Is my posture mm. one of learning and, and is yours? And like you said, if somebody has come at me and really the only intention is a dig or their own agenda, I, I will like it because as you mentioned earlier, I, I feel like it's very resp- I. I feel like I want to have, I know, I want to have a conversation on Twitter. I don't want you to, to read my thoughts like I'm the Dalai Lama and, oh, we have been blessed with the thoughts of Tracy. I want to have a conversation. And I don't think you can have a conversation if you don't participate with those who are conversing with you. So I will like it. I'll give the little heart thing. Um, and then probably myself move on. Now, the second thing that often happens and partly because my space is known as respectful. Um, People have my back. I I will not comment on something that is obviously a a dig or feels as if it is. And somebody else is going to jump in. I'm sure that's not what Tracy was saying, or, you know, have you ever tried to look at, and they stay respectful too, but they cover it. I'm like, good. That was great. Um, And then the third thing that I will do in those situations is redirect, you know, is there a part of what they said that I can maybe build on? Uh, I am fully convinced that we have more in common than we have different in as a human people. So, so is there a a side street kind of, you know, where we can um, maybe have a conversation that is, going in a better direction than where they saw it going. Um, and, I, and I'll add a fourth. Sometimes I just walk away. You can walk away. I, I, I don't use the block button. I, I just, I'm like, wow, you're going to like shut that person completely out of your life, you know, but I sure use the mute button and I won't give any names. <laughs> um, you know, block for those who don't use Twitter means they're not going to show up um, at all. And if you try to comment on something that I would, in in something that I tweeted, it will say, you can't respond because this person has you blocked. Do you have any trolls? Do you, do do you get any trolls? You know, not many. 
Um, and I don't know if I have algorithm to thank for that or if it's the space that I've created. Um, again, if they show up, I just kind of like, maybe mute, move on. I, I just feel like we only have so much time and there's only so many people you can influence. And so I want to spend my time influencing the people who want, want to learn, who want to be there because it's a good space to ask questions and investigate. And, you know, sometimes I'll ask a question and I will have people who are more Twitter friends, right? Like regular interaction. They'll message me and be like, whoa, this one's going to be interesting to watch. You know, I, I talked about confession um, once. It's been some time now. But just an honest question. Those of you who regularly attend confession, whose tradition has that formal process, what's that like for you? You know, how, how does that enhance your faith? What has that meant in your life? And we did it. We talked about it. There were a few that reminded us that we can talk to Jesus without a priest. Um, thank you. But yeah, so yes, the snark's there. Um, I, I think my thoughts. Um, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, that's your witness online too. That's right. No, you're, you're, you're right. It's, it is a witness. And, and I, something I have to remember all the time because I, I, my, my Twitter handle has part Cleveland fan and then part Jesus follower. The Cleveland fan will come out and start throwing grenades about other sports. <laughs> and I, I can't talk about Pittsburgh Steelers fans that way and also say I'm a priest. <laughs> but, but I also wonder too, right, when we post some of these, you know, inquiries or, or stuff that we're challenged by, you know, at least for me, it's not as if I'm putting it out there to convert you or to change your mind. Yeah. Maybe it's, you know, and, and, and Tracy, just to hear your thoughts about, you know, what's the aim to be able to put these out there? Is it about perspective? Is it about learning perhaps from someone else's side to at least empathize or see it from a different way um, to challenge us perhaps in ways that we haven't been challenged before? Or is the intent to say, well, you know, this is what I've said. These are my sources. You know, one needs to change their mind in order to understand where I'm going. Or is it just more of a open forum to be able to explore these in a respectful way? I think my primary reason is probably usually selfish. <laughs> I, I love what I learn. I, I could never learn by reading books fast enough what I learn on Twitter in a conversation. And oftentimes, every now and then I'll have somebody say, you could Google that. And I'm like, yeah, but Google doesn't have like the personality behind it. You know, they don't tell me that if we're talking about um, saying the creeds, they don't tell me about how they're a chaplain. And there's an individual with Alzheimer's who can't tell you their name and doesn't know who you are, but he can recite the creed. Like you don't get stuff like that from a Google search, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of stuff I come across regularly. But also I, I always say I, I'm working on always asking better questions because that's a huge part of it. Um, asking in such a way that's respectful, asking in a way that doesn't offend. I'm always so afraid I'm going to be offensive. And if you ask 
the right questions and kind of keep the thread from becoming a train wreck, people are going to be challenged. You know, they're going to be like, wow, I always thought people baptized infants because of this, but really it has something to do with this. And I might need to look into that. I have my friend, you know, this is the ideal situation. I have my friend that I grew up in high school with, went to college together. I know she baptized her babies. We're going to have a talk about it next time we see one another. And and we're going to learn what I meant by a believer's baptism and what she meant by baptizing her babies. Mm. Just, just learn not, um, gosh, stop, stop trying to prove you're right. (laughs) God's right. God is right. (laughs) Mm. Tracy, you model that. And and it it is a top-down thing here. Or we all are, we all are influencers. Every, when we walk out of our, our door, you know, at St. Mary's, we talk about that, you know, there's an outreach community. You know, we're, we're all in outreach because the minute we leave our doors, we're outreaching, we're, we're expressing God's love. And if <clears throat> I think Nat, if we, there's a part of our soul that's, that's, that's the, the God, God is calling us into this compassionate, loving life that's there and it becomes contagious, but we can easily go the other way, which is more tribalistic and divisive and cynical, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but when someone stands up and says, no, this is how we're going to play the game here. Um, we're going to follow this way of love. Uh, and, and people will say, I like that. And, and what I see on your, on your community online is people saying, yeah, I want more of that. And I'm going to do that. And I'm going to follow that. And I'm going to follow the way the lead here. I remember when I was a kid, I had a friend, Stephen Dixon, such a good hearted kid. And when we are around each other, always our parents would say, you guys bring out the best of each mm. other, right? Because good begets more good begets more good. And so when we make a commitment to the goodness, it inspires others to fall and say, oh yeah, we can do this. We can play well in the sandbox. And uh, look, we'll look at the person who's leading this. She's practicing holy curiosity. I mean, to me, a true leader unites, a true leader uh, gets those to really be invested in others, not divide others. And so you have done that as a leader um, in a very potent platform that we have right now, a very influential platform. And your platform says, we are going to be curious about others. And we're going to have a truly holy curiosity because you are my sister and you're my brother. And I want to know more. I don't want to try to defeat you. I don't want to change you or convert you. When I ask these questions, and when you do ask these questions, you truly do want to know. You want to not, not so you can change their mind. You're not trying to set people up to knock them down. You really want to know. <clears throat> and and it's, that's a skill that I think God is calling us to, to really have this holy curiosity about one another, especially even when you get into political stuff. Say, well, yeah, I really want to know. Tell me more. Why, 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 do, you, why do you believe that? Why do you think that? But hang on, but hang on. But Father Anderson, it's exactly what you just Mm -hmm. said. It's it's, it's the way you say it. Not so much the Mm -hmm. words themselves, but how it is either received, right? It's like you and I go to a party and I'm opening the door and going, who are you? Well, you've rubbed me the wrong way. I want you out of my house. As opposed to, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so. Thank you for inviting me to your house. But that gets to your heart though. Why, do you really want to know who I am? Like, hey, who are you? Because, or you're just trying to be nice. Like, who are you? Because that's what society culture says. But if like, you know, you, if you're really interested in someone, you know, an authentic in their heart, and I 
think back to what we, Tracy was saying in the beginning, it all comes back to her prayer life and her conversation with God. We have to be connected to the source. And when we're not connected to the source, who knows what kind of garbage is going to come out of our heart. <laughs> so it has to be constantly revealed and filled. It goes back to Genesis one, that we are made in his image and, but it's work. It takes work. There's spiritual disciplines. We all have them. Rabbi, your spiritual disciplines are, might be different than, than Tracy's. It might be different than mine, but we all have our, our skill set. And so my, 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 uh, prayer for everyone listening is that you do have your toolbox because this is discipline. That's why in the Christian tradition, they, they call it being a disciple. There's a discipline to it. Uh, it's not just being an obedient slave. It, it means about being, it, it, there's a discipline. You do the work, anything you do, you go to the gym. Well, it, it's the temple, the church, it's a gym. You go to work out to become and reveal more of who you really are, which is this loving, compassionate, forgiving, generous, selfless, follower um and child of, of this loving god uh so tracy tell us about so i'm assuming all this has fueled your, your book tell us a little bit about your book that, that that you have um i i was uh reading through it last night it's delightful it's wonderful it's it's very uh inviting um and very personal these stories uh it, it's called not all who wander are lost so tell us a little bit about the book and why you wrote it yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna back up just because i didn't have a chance to jump in as you were talking about the spiritual toolbox, love that term, um, the, the disciplines that we have, I often think back um, on the ancient Jewish faith as being excellent at that. Like I mentioned, we I grew up so Southern. Too. We think so too. We stole that up, from you, Rabbi. Yeah, I, absolutely. I grew up Southern Baptist. And so we celebrated Christmas and Easter with uh, two women missionaries uh, that that we would take an offering for um, missionaries from the past, and maybe revival in the summer. That that was it. And so to to read the Old Testament over and over and see the word remember, you, you'll never get over it if you focus on the word remember. All of these festivals, the beautiful prayer, the Shema. Um, and yes, it's trans. You don't have to, um, only get that from Judaism. Your, if you're a Christian, your faith has it too. It may not be exactly what the Southern Baptist taught you when you were a little girl devotionals and Easter and Christmas, but we have a church calendar. We have a liturgy. We have, um, formal prayers that can carry us it's all there. I ask, ask the right questions, seek out the right people. Um, those disciplines, I, I totally agree with you. Cannot say enough about how huge they are and how much some Christians don't know anything about them. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, there's more, there's more. Do you, do, do, do you think they don't know about them just because of, um, the the hmm, that's a whole other podcast. So I guess I could just maybe leave it. Maybe I'll, I'll leave that back. question there. I'm thinking but... things, but yeah. So let's talk about the book. Can yeah, I show yes. it? Is it going to be backwards? It's probably good. isn't that cool? Like looking in a mirror. So this is the book. You have not said the word spiritually yet. I don't know if you don't like that word or not. All who wander spiritually. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was reading it off a, off a text. That I, so that's my oh, funny. <laughs> um, I only say that because it's actually um, not my quote. It's a J.R.R. Tolkien quote and credit him right away. I just threw in the word spiritually. But in this book, um, I, I tell my church story, you know, some of what we've caught a glimpse of today 
as we're talking, I also felt it was important to include 16 of my, some real life friends, some writer friends online. It's a variety of people from a variety of church traditions. And they share stories about everything from communion to riding on the back of a truck in Egypt. <laughs> um, just their own church stories, their own experience, getting to know their brothers and sisters in Christ. And my editor used the word generous a number of times whenever we are talking about the kind of book I wanted to write, the kind of person I want to be. And I think that fits very, very well. It's a good description. So uh, who would this book be good for? All people. <laughs> <laughs> No, I have had, um, I've had a few of my Jewish friends on Twitter read it, and not just Twitter, but elsewhere. And the one woman who read it responded saying, this applies just as much to a synagogue community experience as it does. So, so it's this faith community and how you come together in a civil way, um, how you love God well and love one another well as well. <laughs> and you know, they always say you should have a reader in mind as you write the book. And at the heart of things, my reader was an American evangelical who was taught that we are supposed to be afraid to explore, that that we might lose our faith if we did something that was too Catholic or... Uh, and I'm speaking very um, from a very personal box here, um, but I, I thought about them a lot as I was writing because when you look into these things, you realize that God's in them more more of God, right? You, all of these encounters that make you realize God's holy. Um, he He's big. There are lots and lots of ways to worship him, and we can learn how from one another. Rabbi, do you feel that sometimes that you have to balance that culture where uh, mm -hmm. in, in the different called denomination or just different um, ways of Judaism mm -hmm. that between reform and orthodox conservative, uh, there is, I can't speak for the other denominations, just within your own temple, where you have to... I, you've been very, always very diplomatic on this show when speaking about your brothers and sisters who are conservative and orthodox, et cetera. Uh, but do you find like sometimes you have to calm down the temperature when, when people in your own congregation might be speaking about, uh, oh, those conservative Jews, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, those orthodox, or, or does that not happen in, in Judaism as it does in Christianity? No, no, no. I mean, look, it certainly happens in our community as <laughs> with every community. Uh, we have a we have a standing um, and, and a long-standing tradition and rule uh, in our community, which is on Shabbat morning or Shabbat, for example. Uh, no politics. We don't discuss politics. We can discuss social issues that come out of politics, and the social issues are of great concern for us as Jews. But you know, look, to, to, we we always know that there are going to be some on one side, some on the other, some that are centrist, whatever it may be. Uh, you know. I mean, I'll speak personally for myself. You know, I, I try and absorb as much as I can. I mean, I'll watch CNN. I'll watch MSNBC. I'll watch PBS or BBC or Fox News. I'll watch all of it because a part of me says, the more I learn, the more I grow. And the more I grow, the more I know. And I think that there's something there 
that says we have to be respectful, even if it is against our own belief, that I think that there is something as we engage in conversation with others that actually shows a little bit of empathy, a little bit of understanding and patience. I hear you, but for me, this is what I'm thinking, X, Y, or Z. And I think an open conversation can certainly lead to further exploration. I want to be friends with the rabbi. <laughs> yeah, that's He's it. Right. I, I've been trying recently to do that, but trying to read uh, 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 text publications that really do represent the other side of where my beliefs line up. And you're right, uh, uh, Rabbi, it, it, at first, it's a little bit of a challenge. But then you have to have the Tracy Rhodes holy curiosity. Like, I want to know more. And I get it. And it does. It, move, it moves you a little bit more to, to compassion and understanding. And say, oh, I get this. Oh, I understand why, why you would want to do this. And that helps you to have more healthier dialogue. Uh, and then you get to see the oneness that we're all, these folks are just trying to make it. And we have these universal needs. And we're, we want to make this world a better place. But we all have very different ways to do it. So, all right, everyone. Listen. You but I think also, Father Anderson, I think that there's also, I'm well aware of time. I think that there is also something when we engage in these conversations as to what is fact and what is commentary, right? I can watch Fox or CNN and I can find the pure news feed and then discern for myself, where is the commentary? Where is their own, where are they putting yes. themselves into it so that I'm able to remove that and just get the pure fact, if that makes sense? It does. It doesn't make sense. Excellent. You make sense because you're a good man. <laughs> so, uh, see, how do we find more of you, and how do we just just learn more about you? To, can, can you can you tell her? We'll put this all in the podcast. So, if everyone is listening on the radio show, we also have a podcast. But tell us, Tracy, where we can find you. Yeah, you said it well already. Uh, traces of faith, either traces of faith on Twitter and Instagram, traces of faith blog on the others. And tracesoffaith.com is my website. My book's available wherever books are sold. Traces of Faith, that's T-R-A-C-E-S, right? Yes. All right, everyone. We're going to be back next Friday where Rabbi Durbin is going to shave his head live on air. Um, and he will then talk about and recite why he thinks the Virgin Mary was one of the greatest women of all time. So um, you don't want to miss next Friday. None of that will be happening, by the way. But we all love you so much. Tracy, thank you so much for being thank on you. the show from your thank beautiful you. farm in Michigan. And uh, everyone out there, God bless you. Catch the podcast, subscribe, and we'll see you next Friday here. Peace. Peace.